Good morning, good people. Happy Saturday. Today is December 18th, and we are doing this podcast episode all the way from sunny and warm Florida. So excited to be here because it was really starting to get cold in the D.C. area, and I did not appreciate it. Um, So as always, first and foremost, good morning to the subscribers. I love y'all. Y'all are killing the game right now. I've had people hit me up like, listen, the budgeting tips that you gave me about just salary stuff, doing that, (laughs) which, which if you are not a subscriber to the newsletter, you need to subscribe. I give monthly budgeting tips just for the benefit of you. And the tips are pretty basic. It's nothing that's going to overwhelm you, but it is going to help you out. So for the month of December, that number one budgeting tip, you guys, let me just tell y'all real quick to the subscribers. I was already prepared, right? I did my calculations. I knew what my minimum number should be. And so the other day, they just randomly started calling people and was like, hey, we're having that conversation today. So here are your new numbers. I was so prepared. As a matter of fact, I even commented to the person who called me to give me my new numbers. I told them, I was like, okay, I see you all. Um, Make sure to include that, you know, this number included tip number one of the budgeting tip. I'm obviously not going to tell y'all if y'all are not a subscriber. So just know you need to subscribe to the newsletter. And the the number one tip for December, I did use my own advice, y'all, and made sure that I knew what my numbers needed to be in order to survive through 2022. Um, There are always five tips uh, in the monthly newsletter use all of those tips throughout the month. Just revisit it. And you know, what was tip number two? What was tip number four? They are meant to help you throughout the month, just as like little stepping stones, because your journey to wealth is going to be comprised of a lot of tiny moves that you are going to make. So join the mailing list, subscribe, enjoy the budgeting tips. But that tip number one, I've had people tell me that they, they definitely, talked to the people about the numbers. That's all I'm going to say. So so good morning to the subscribers. Um, Good morning to everyone who listens to the podcast. Thank you all so much for joining us on the podcast here. I cannot believe that we have over a thousand downloads on the podcast already. This is episode 13 and we have over a thousand downloads. I'm so excited. Um, But this is also the last episode of the year. Like, how is time flying by? This is so crazy. Uh, so this is the last episode of the year. Next Saturday is Christmas. Obviously, I'm not giving y'all an episode on Christmas, but I will see y'all in the new year for the podcast. So this is the last episode for season one is what I'm going to call this. And then we'll roll into season two in the new year. And so for the last episode of the year, I want to give you all five tips that will help you in the beginning of the year. And I'm also going to be, again, taking my own advice. So we're going to jump right into it today. I'm currently reading this book called The Home Edit Life uh, by Clea Shear and Joanne Tiplin. Tiplin, maybe? And it's all about organization. And it's one of those, those cute books where the photos look really cute and colorful. And you just wish that your home was this organized. So as I'm reading through this book, it's just kind of dawning on me. I'm like, hmm. This is, this is really good information um, in regards to organizing our homes, but it's also reminding me of finances. And I got to this sentence the other day. It says, we firmly believe the best way to organize any and every space is to first make it as functional as possible and then make it as beautiful as possible. Now, I know y'all are probably like, girl, what does that have to do with my finances? But I thought about it and 
when people tell me that they don't know where to start budgeting or they try, but it's not really working. As I ask more questions, it often goes into lack of organization, lack of keeping things together. So the other day I posted this video on TikTok and I was like, listen, you're probably overspending for Christmas just because you're not organized. And then I did like I showed you guys how I am organizing my Christmas spending and keeping track of it. And people were like, oh, this is actually a really good idea. But it was a very basic way of doing things. And I think sometimes when we lack organization, it really causes us to spend unnecessary amounts of money. So today I'm going to give you all five tips on how to organize your finances for the new year. And again, I always try to give you all things that are very easy to digest. And it's not going to be something where you have to go back through your bank statements and highlight across. No, it will require work, but it is going to be something that you you can do quickly um, and that you should be able to do within a day or so. So let's get into number one. You need to find a place to write down all of your goals, your notes and your budgets in one place, one place. We are going to call this our safe space. Right. This is our safe space. So my black girl budget notebook is my safe space. I know other people, their black girl budget notebook is their safe space. Use this space to write down every thought that you have about your finances, to write down your budget, just anything about your financial state. You are going to put it in that safe space. And what it does is it prevents you from having notes all over the place in loose sheets of paper. Right. I used to um, I used to just grab the closest sheet of paper to me. And as as an attorney, we just have legal pads everywhere. So I'd have like five legal pads with like two pages of notes written in between my work notes. And they were just everywhere. I could never find them. I couldn't remember what goal I wrote down or what thought I had. So I decided to get a notebook. And if you've been following me for the last few years, you know that I originally started with 50 cent notebooks from Walmart. And I used to tell people, y'all got to get a notebook, write down your goals, write down your dreams, write down everything in this notebook. And it's all in one place. So today, if I had a thought, I might write it down in my notebook. And then a month from now, if I wanted to remember what was I thinking about doing in December, I can, it's in my notebook. I can go back to my notebook and boom, it's right there. So I started by telling people, get this 50 cent notebook from Walmart. And I will still tell people to go get a notebook from Walmart or Target, wherever. Um, But then I created the Black Girl Budget Notebook to give you, you know, hardback, motivational. It's got quotes in there and just really have a safe space for you to write down your goals, your dreams, draw pictures, whatever it is you want to do. You put it in your Black Girl Budget Notebook. And I actually have I've had several people actually ask me when notebooks are coming back. The restock is coming soon. But of course, I'm going to tell you to join the newsletter to figure out when that is. So so the restock is coming. Make sure you get your Black Girl Budget Notebook. And it's it's so important to have a space. And when I say write down everything, I mean, I write down things that I want to do for my parents. I write down things that I want to do for Ash, for my niece and nephew and stuff that Brownie might need. If it if it requires money, I'm going to write it down in my Black Girl Budget Notebook. And there's there has not been a time in the last two or three years that I have wrote, written some, written something down and I'm like, oh my gosh, where did I put, where did I put that goal that I wanted? Or where did I put that side note that I needed to make about this extra bill that I got or this extra card swipe that I have, or I saw that I was double charged. 
I have all of that in my safe space. And it is just so much easier for me to say, where's my notebook? Grab notebook, flip to the last page and boom, there it is. So get you a safe space. Number two, write out every single bill, expense, hobby, goal, your income, write out every single thing that takes money out of your account and every single thing that puts money into your account. This will help you focus on what you need to send money to and where you should be getting money from. I remember I helped one person uh, get their budget together. And um, so before I used to do consultations, I would send people a link. They'd have to fill out, you know, what are your monthly bills and what's your income? And she filled hers out. And when I got it, I was like, ma'am, you have like, you know, if I, if I do the math, your bills come up to X, your income comes up to Y. If I subtract your bills from your income, it looks like you have an extra $1,500 left over every month. And she was coming to me because uh, she said that she was, she just never had any money left. She's like, after I go through the month, I just don't have any money left. And I don't understand why. So when we got together, we went through all of her bills that she sent in and I said, um, this is everything you have. She said, yeah, that's it. So I started asking her, OK, well, do you have a car note? Do you have insurance? Do you have, you know, HOA? Do you have any medical bills? Do you have like you you have a kid? So do you have daycare? Do you have to buy them clothes, food? And I just started going through all these random things because I could not. I just couldn't understand how she was losing $1,500 every month. We go through a series of questions. And by the end of my questions, she had completely just forgotten that she had like five extra bills. And those bills came up to $2,000. So it really came down to her just not being organized and not knowing where her money was going or what it needed to go to, like what she was obligated to pay. These were not just like, Oh, I spent an extra $200. These were obligations that she had to pay that she just forgot about when we were talking and when she wrote down her questionnaire stuff. And so we ultimately got to the end and we realized that not only do you have like five extra bills that you forgot about, but those five extra bills come up to $2,000. So you're really short $500 every month. And that was because she was not, she'd never written down all of her bills. And so we we went through and it it was very tedious, but we went through her um, her last couple of months and just what have you sent money toward? And that's how we created that list. And what did I have her do? I had her write that list in her safe space. So every single month she needed to go back to that list and say, all right, I paid my rent. I paid my car insurance. I paid my car note. I paid for child care. I bought groceries write down everything because there are some months where you're just not thinking about the fact that you need to get new dog toys for the dog or the dog's insurance or you know like sometimes there are just things that you're not thinking of because you have life happening in general write that list out in your safe space your black girl budget notebook the restock is coming and then reference it every single month the way I do my budget is I write out that list of expenses and, and bills and I write down how much money should be coming in. And every single month I write it in the same order. It looks the same. And unless I pay something off, like when I paid off my car, I crossed it off my list. And that was the last time I wrote that car payment on a list. The following month, the list had one less line item. So you need to write down every single expense and bill that you are paying out and the income that you have coming in. And then number three, you need to know every single account you have 
and to make sure you have access to it, preferably online because everyone is doing business online. And I don't know too many people who are still going into like the T-Mobile or going into the electric company to pay their bills. I don't even know if companies are taking money like that for bills um, in store. So make sure you have access to all of your accounts online. And this includes your checking accounts, your saving accounts, lines of credit that are still open, retirement accounts from old jobs. I know a lot of people have DM me before like, girl, I forgot about that. You need to go back to your old jobs and check for retirement accounts. And then accounts from when you were a minor, if your parents opened something for you, you need to be aware of those accounts and accounts while you were in college. If you had a checking account or a savings account that was tied to your college's credit union or bank, you need to be aware of those. Now, checking accounts, most of us are going to be aware of, but we might open up a new account with a new bank and then forget that we had an old account. You, you need to be aware because if you don't know what accounts you have, this can increase the potential for fraud, right? If you're not accessing that account or checking it regularly or monthly or quarterly, it can increase the the fraud that you have on a checking account or a savings account um, or even accounts from when you were a minor or in college. So you must be aware of those accounts. And when we talk about old retirement accounts, this is so important because people are just leaving money out there. They're just leaving money hanging out in the abyss. I'm just going to call it the abyss. And it's so funny because I talked about rolling over an old retirement account that I had in my last job, rolling it into an IRA that I opened. And I rolled over about $3,500, right? And when I talked about this on, on my Instagram account, people were like, I didn't know you could do that. I need to do that. And then some people were like, oh, I just completely forgot about the retirement account I had in my old job. So we had a very big, like beneficial discussion about this on Instagram. Um, and this was probably a year or two ago. And and people were, you know, finding these accounts. Well, recently, recently, within like the last three months, I kept getting these letters from the retirement system in Florida. And I've been getting these letters for like two years. But I just I was like, you know, I'm going to roll over this account. Boom, no big deal. I roll over my retirement account into my IRA. But for some reason, I'm still getting these letters. So I finally called them. And I'm like, listen, you guys have been sending me these letters, but I rolled over my account so long ago. What is the deal? And and when I actually looked at the letter, I read it. It was like four thousand dollars in this account. I'm like, ma'am, I rolled over this account. I don't, y'all got to fix your numbers. <laughs> like your system is broken. And so she says, ma'am, I'm I'm looking at our system and this is your account. I said, right. But I rolled it over like a year ago. And she says, no, ma'am, you did not. There, there is about $4,563 in this account and it is yours. Of course, my mouth is agape, ajar, upon the floor. And the lady is laughing at me because I'm like, man, there is no way I have $4,500 in the abyss. And she says, you know, this often happens a lot when people work for the state of Florida because their employer actually creates two separate kinds of retirement accounts. Now, when I was working for the state of Florida, I was a little younger, not quite in my 
you know, all knowing of finances, but I, I never noticed that we had two separate accounts. And when I talked to some coworkers who are still working for the state of Florida, they too did not notice. So we were all very shocked, but I, so I, I talked to the lady, it, it is my money. It is my, my account. And I'm going to roll that over into my IRA next year to max that bad boy out. Um, but it was something that I was not aware of. I, literally, not that I forgot. I just was not aware of it. So if you are getting mail, this is very important to check your mail because that is one way to not forget about certain accounts. But also, if you've left a job, you can always call back and just say, hey, just want to make sure that, you know, I got all my stuff. I got all my retirement accounts and I have all my money because at the end of the day, it is your money. It is your money. So you need to make sure that you are getting your money from the abyss. Now, I've I've filled out the paperwork. I'm actually going to scan it into the system today so that they can roll my money over into my IRA for the new year. So stay tuned for maxing out my IRA in 2022. <laughs> but but you, you have to make sure that you are aware of old accounts, um, especially old checking accounts or something, because, you know, those are getting fraudulent charges all the time. So Make sure you're aware of those. It will help you organize where money should be going into, coming out of. And then if you need to close an account, like an account when you were a child or an account that you used when you were in college, close those. Keep it moving. Number four, open separate accounts for your emergency fund, your savings account, your bills account, your spending money, etc. And And let me distinguish real quick. I always distinguish between your emergency fund and your savings account. Your emergency fund is strictly for emergencies. You never touch this account unless you are having an emergency. And emergencies are some bill or expense that if you do not pay, it will negatively affect your life, right? It is really going to impact your life. Um, Savings accounts are, you are specifically saving for something. You are saving to buy a new TV. You're saving to buy a car. You're saving your down payment to buy a house, Those are savings accounts. Those are two separate things. And I, a few years ago, when I was really big on distinguishing those two, a lot of people were saying, I I did not know to separate these two. I just didn't think about it. And they are two separate things because what you will end up doing is having your savings, and I'm using air quotes, your savings in your emergency fund. And before you know it, you don't really have an emergency fund. You're just using that as your savings. And when you are saved up to buy something. You just use that money to buy your couch or your car or your bag, whatever the thing is. So create separate accounts. I have my emergency fund in a totally separate bank than I do my checking account and any other account. So my emergency fund is actually in um, an online bank and it's in a high yield savings account. And that bank offers a buckets feature. So I can create separate buckets and break down my emergency fund. So if my emergency fund has about $10,000 in it, 5,000 is specifically for our town home in Florida. Um, 2,000 is in case the dog has a medical emergency. Maybe another 2,000 is in case my car has an issue. And then the, the leftover amount is probably just like random emergency. Um, in October, September, I was having to go to like a physical therapist, which was an emergency and I was not expecting it. And it was having an impact on my life. So I, I was using that to pay for physical therapy, the part that insurance did not cover. So that was all in a separate bank. And then I have my checking account in a separate bank and 
Now, what I will do is I need to create a separate account for my spending money because right now my checking account is for my bills and my spending money. So we need to separate those things so we are not overspending money from other accounts, if that makes sense. Like you have your spending money, but you you spend too much of that. So you're using a little bit of your bill money or you're transferring very easily money from your emergency fund to your checking account. So make sure you have separate accounts. This should be an easy process to do with your bank now. I think if I look on my bank, I can actually just open up a new account through the app and they verify everything. I might have to call in to make sure it's me or go to the branch to make sure it's me. But it should not be super hard to create separate accounts. I assure you, I assure you. This is going to help you. Separating your accounts is going to help you. It will help you manage your money. It will show you. When I separated my emergency fund from everything else, it showed me, ooh, your emergency fund is not that big. And that was when I had about $3,000 in it. And that is what motivated me to start putting more money in it because I could clearly see my emergency fund is not really emergency funding over here. (laughs) And, you know, then I could see, oh, I'm saving for X, Y, Z, but I really don't have that much in this savings account. So it does motivate you to really focus on, okay, let me beef up this account a little bit. So separate those accounts. And then number five, this is so important. I almost got scammed this month because of this, but I, I saved myself because of this, but I almost got scammed. So you need to establish a bill paying system. I cannot stress this enough. You need to establish a bill paying system. This requires you to know when your bills are due. So you need to write down the due date and then make your payment a few days before that due date. So if your bills are due on the 15th of every month, just in your safe space, in your notebook, you're going to write down that you're going to pay that bill on the 12th. It's due on the 15th, but you're going to pay it on the 12th. And every month you're going to pay it on the 12th. You need to be consistent. Flex that consistent muscle. Yes, I am now paying my bills on the 12th of every month or paying a specific bill on the 12th of every month. And do auto pay if you need to. That will also help you. Um, Creating a bill paying system will also prevent you from having scams and fraudulent activities happening. And so I'll give you all a very quick version of what happened to me earlier this month. I, I pay my um, I pay the electricity bill for our townhome in Florida every month out of my account. Right. So pay it out of my account and I pay it like clockwork within the first three days of the month. It's always paid. I get a phone call from the electric company within the first I think it was December 1st or 2nd that they called. And the guy the the guy's like, hey, your um, your account is late. You're late on making the payment. You need to make the payment. So I was like, sir, there's no way I'm late on making the payment because it's only December 1st. Like, what are you talking about? And he says, um, the first thing I noticed is that the phone number was like from Tokyo, Japan. I kid you not. It literally popped up and said Tokyo, Japan. So I was like, sir, I'm not going to make any payments today because I'm just confused at why the number says Tokyo, Japan. So he starts spazzing on me. And I I am not lying. Y'all. He starts going in. He's like, I can't control What phone number pops up? It is what it is. You need to make your payment. And I was like, sir, first of all, calm down. Um, I said, I don't mind making the payment. I'm just confused as to why you're calling me from Japan, number one. And number two, how my payment could be late. So he says, "Um, what's your address? 
as I'm not going to tell you my address, you should know it. You're calling me to tell me the payment is late. So if you don't know my address, you, like it, it just wasn't making sense. But what what the big red flag was is that because I have created a bill paying system, it was weird that the electric company would call me mm-hmm. within the same time frame that I pay my bills consistently every month. So I end up going off on him because he was very rude. I hang up and then I call the company directly and I call the lady and she's like, oh, yeah, your your bill is past due. So I'm like, ma'am, there is no way. And so, and then it's like a twenty three dollar past due. So we go I, I make her go all the way back to October. I'm like, ma'am, I have been paying this bill consistently for the last year. But we're going to go back to October and figure out what's going on, because, again, we move. So there's no reason that the bill should be astronomically high. So um, the lady goes through and finally she says, oh, you know, your bill is not due until December 16th. I was just saying that you do have a balance. And I say, yeah, well, I know I have a balance, but you, you guys are calling me as if it's six months late. And that's when she said, we'll never call you to, you know, try to get money out of you or tell you. We, she said, we will literally cut your your services off before we call you and do that, which I thought was weird. But anyway, so she, she's like, we will never call you. That is a scam that is going around and people are getting scammed by that. So please don't fall for it. But she said, it's, she said, I'm looking at your account and you are right. Your payments are consistent every month. You pay on the same day, if not, you know, around the same day. So it's very good that you do that because you can kind of see where, it doesn't make sense for us to call you because you always pay the bill the same day. So creating a bill paying system will really save you from a lot of the scams that are going around, especially during the holiday time. It's so important that you guys are just paying attention to how you're paying your bills and when you're paying them. So let's do a quick recap for how to organize your finances. Number one, find a place to write down all of your goals notes. We're going to call this a safe space. And what I need y'all to stop doing is stop using the back of the mail that you don't open as the place to take your notes. I know, I know we are out here grabbing the mail that we have not opened to just quickly write down what bills we need to pay or who we owe. Stop doing that. Get you a black girl budget notebook. Get you a notebook from Walmart or get you some safe space where you can write down your notes. Use the notes app in your phone. If you're really good with technology and you prefer that, use the notes app in your phone. Number two, write out every single bill, expense, goal and hobby income that you have. Make sure you know where your money needs to go and where your money should be coming in from. That will help you figure out, do you have enough money to cover your bills? That's really going to be good. Write that down in your safe space. Number three, you need to know every single account you have and make sure you have access to it, including making sure that you know the login information, passwords, all that good stuff. Write that information down somewhere that is safe and secure. That might not be your safe space. Um, I carry my Black Girl Budget Notebook with me everywhere. So God forbid I lost it. I would not want my passwords in that. But make sure you are writing that down somewhere that you will keep in the house or somewhere that you can put a password or lock or something on it. Number four, you need to open separate accounts for your emergency fund, your checking account, your savings account. If you're saving money for your kids, that needs to be in a separate account. Uh, Y'all know that I have separate accounts for my niece and nephew because I'm just saving money for them. So when they get older, they'll have money to go out into the world and splurge. Um, So create separate accounts for that. And then number five, establish a bill paying system. You are going to pay your bills every month on the first or every month on the 15th. And 
once you create that system, just make sure you don't have to pay all of your bills on the same day. So I pay some of my bills in the first three days of the month. I have another bill that doesn't get taken out until like the 21st of the month. But whatever that bill paying system is, make sure it flows with the money that is coming into your account and write that bill paying system down in your safe space. Make sure you know every month the electricity will get paid on the first. Um, every month the water bill will get paid on the fifth, write that down and then cross it off every month. So, you know, that bills are getting paid. And so you can combat these scammers out here. Um, so I, I hope these tips help y'all. If you use them, put them to work in the new year, you will see by the end of 2022 or the middle of 2022, you will see a big difference in how you are engaging with your finances. It's so important because once you get the organization set up, then we can start doing other things by creating, you know, separate bank accounts here, separate accounts over there and really just making it flow as easily as possible. You want your or your finances to be organized and to function for your needs. That's so important. So I'm so excited that this is um, the last podcast episode of the year because it is going to take us right into the new year. These are our five tips that will help us. So this gives us about two weeks to really get our finances organized and in the new year, we'll be prepared. We'll be good and ready to go. Um, one thing that is out and available now is the annual net worth tracker. If you've not already gotten it, some of you have, if you've not already gotten it, you can go grab it off the Black Girl Budget website. We are going to be tracking our net worth throughout the year of 2022. Um, last week's podcast episode, I talked about the net worth of black women. You guys gave me a lot of commentary on Instagram. Um, and it is something that I do want us to discuss more in the new year. So get your net worth tracker. If you are a BGB subscriber, there is a 50% off code within your newsletter. So make sure you are using that. Um, and then if you are not a subscriber, I still don't know why, but you need to subscribe to the newsletter. And then guys, make sure that you like and follow this podcast so you can get updates on when episodes are dropping, but also so that you can comment because I do want to get your feedback and know if some of these tips are helping you all and what you all think about some of the conversations that we are having um, specifically around uh, women's net worth, organization and just how to live a lifestyle that is fulfilling on a budget. Thank you guys so much. Merry early Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Happy New Year's, all that good stuff. I hope you all enjoy the rest of your year and I look forward to talking to you all in the new year.